Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk about fitness for real people. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar, and on today's episode, my guest is Fran Lynch, the owner and operator of Fran's Kitchen here in Tempe. After being diagnosed with thyroid cancer, she decided to take a really deep look into what she was eating and how that affected her body. She decided three years ago to open up Fran's Kitchen to help other people just like her with autoimmune diseases, with cancer, and just people that are sick to help them with their diet and to treat it naturally. Her meal planning service focuses on autoimmune diets, keto diets, and the paleo diet. Let's hear all about her business and what got her started and where she is today. Welcome to the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk about fitness for real people. Today, my guest is Fran Lynch of Fran's Kitchen. Uh, She does AIP, which is autoimmune uh, diets, keto diets, paleo diets, and uh, meal planning, prepping, meal delivery service. Uh, I've actually tried her service. Everything I've had is delicious. Um, It's very difficult with an autoimmune disease or with an autoimmune diet to get good, healthy meals. Uh, but everything that I've had with you is great. So I want to talk to you about your business, Fran's Kitchen. So you own Fran's Kitchen. Uh, Tell me a little bit about it and how you got into it. Yes. Hi. Um, So I started Fran's Kitchen in 2015. Um, We've been in business almost three years now. And um, the main reason for starting the company is because I, I had cancer and I was given a year to live. Wow. And what kind of cancer did you have? It was thyroid cancer. At the time I was pregnant and I did not realize that the same hormones that would make the baby grow actually made my cancer metastasize faster. When I went to the doctor, she wasn't very kind she just kind of looked at me and she's like oh you know the prognosis for this type of cancer is like a year at best and so that was not acceptable of course and that was when were you you were diagnosed 2012 and so I went on to follow different protocols Um, I would say that I tried a combination of things and I was cancer free by October of that year. So April diagnosis, April-ish, October, clean bill of health. Wow. Um, when, when people ask me how the concept of the kitchen was born, um, it's kind of like you have a lot of aha moments. For me, one of those moments was a nutrient density test. If you are what you eat and we truly believe that, then we have to believe that disease is just a manifestation of the things that our body is lacking. Mm -hmm. So I like to think that our body acts as little holding tanks, and there's a reserve for everything in your body. And when your diet is off, your body starts using those reserves. But if you do not add those things into your diet, eventually you will deplete those reserves and you will get sick. So what specifically did you do to treat or to help get rid of this cancer? So 
the first thing I did is I, I started listening to everybody, what everybody had to say. <laughs> and then your um, mind just goes spinning, spinning, spinning. You just go spinning. everywhere. <laughs> um, so I would say some of the most meaningful things that I did, um, one of them was a nutrient density test. Okay, which is, can you explain that? Yes. So nutrient density test is basically um, when somebody cracks open your blood cells to figure out what you're absorbing or not absorbing at a cellular level. If right. we think of... Everything in our body, the simplest form of life would be that cell. If that cell isn't working properly, then we get sick, right? right? So um, I did a nutrient density test, and then I figured out I was low in important things like selenium, magnesium, manganese, things that normally help with DNA function and DNA repair, which is, again, cancer is a DNA mutation. So um, I also stopped eating meat. Um, And it was kind of an intuitive common sense and also – just kind of listening to your body, which sometimes we forget to do because we're always so busy. Um, I realized very quickly I wasn't digesting meats very well. So for a small period of my life, I was a vegan. Yes, I was. Um, Was it difficult? It was. It was because, gosh, I love chicken. Um, But, you know, it was one of those things where I realized very quickly that if you want your body to repair itself, you can't make your body work so hard to digest foods. If you want your body to be in full repair mode, then you need to make the sore, the fuel source that your body gets easy to digest, absorb, and eliminate. Mm-hmm. And so I started trying to baby my body, really, is what it came back down to, is what sort of things can I get nourishment from? And, and that was kind of the purposes a nourished diet, but also a diet that didn't have things that caused inflammation. So when you think about working out, you're in a constant state of inflammation, right? Right. When you think about um, stress, you're in a constant state of inflammation. Oh boy, aren't you? (laughs) Yes. So then you start looking at those things and you're like, okay, if I want to get well, things need to calm down to a point where my body can say, okay, let me do my job. Right. So a a lot of the things that I did was detoxing, juicing, um, following a plant-based ketogenic diet, and then following what I would call um, a super pack of adaptogen herbs and spices that kind of became the core of my diet. Mm-hmm. So thing- and what, what would be included in, in that? Oh, wow. So let's see. Um, reishi mushroom was a really big one Okay. Um, because I wanted to upgrade my immune system. Which so- I'm sure most people have never even heard of. Yes. <laughs> So I started, let me think, I started, gosh, I had a big concoction. There, there were a lot of things that I used, um, ashwagandha, uh, rhodiola, and kava kava to lower the level of anxiety that I was feeling at the time. Um, I started using other mushrooms that were considered medicinal. I started um, using um, a Brazilian, blo- uh, Australian blushwood berry. Um, I started using um, supplements. If I if I had a list of things that I did, I would say the order that I did them probably p- played a role. I started with understanding that I was eating badly, so I did a detox. Right. And then when, once I did the detox and I got my results back, then I started incorporating more foods into my diet that would help with the things I was depleted in. Right. And then like Brazil nuts, like Brazil nuts, <laughs> like watercress, yes. believe it or not. Um, and so I started saying, OK, these are the things that I'm going to eat. And then I would literally like 
stagger my days. So I would go like, okay, today I'm focusing on this particular item. And so that particular, let's say one day was antioxidants and all I'm doing is antioxidants and I'm doing a curcumin IV and I'm doing a Myers cocktail and I'm doing, so like I would have steps of things that I would do to bring my body back to that natural state because I was in a I was in a place where when, when you think about it, you're always working, you're busy, you have a life to live. Absolutely. And when you do that, you don't always think of the fact that grabbing a meal or eating out, you never think of something like that as hurting you. You're hungry, you're in a rush, it's convenient, let's grab something to eat. The problem is it's the compilation of those meals that you have over right. a period of time and the fact that they're nutrient-deprived. So even though you're you know, filling your belly, you're not really nourishing your body. Mm -hmm. And so the concept of being nourished and having a diet that's not depleted in minerals, having a diet that's not full of GMOs, having a diet that's not full of pesticides, those aren't things that we normally think about unless something happens to us and then you're forced to educate yourself on how to make those changes. Right. What we do in the kitchen is we take the thinking out of it for our customers. Yeah. And so can you explain, can you explain like your meal program and what, because you have the three different programs that you run correct. and meal delivery service. So you deliver on Tuesdays and Fridays. Yes. Um, you do packages of like 10 meals all the way to, you know, four meals a day. Yes. Yeah. So what happens is our customers come to us and we do a consult. Because truly everybody's different and everybody's challenges are different than mm -hmm. the next. But it does, so, so we, we go through a consult. What's going on? What are you experiencing? What are you feeling? What does your diet look like? Mm -hmm. And as a byproduct of how you've been eating for the last few months, how does that correlate to the way you feel right now? Mm -hmm. So the way we feel right now is just a reflection of what we did yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. Yeah. And so once we understand that, then we start saying, okay, what things can I do to live my optimal life? Because for a lot of us, we focus on longevity, which is the amount of years that we live. But truly, the most important part is not just living long, but living a quality life in that length. Right. And when you think about quality life, that means having energy to go out, to do things, to live life, to travel, to enjoy other and people's And to feel company. good while doing it. Exactly. Not to feel, you know, sick or cramping or joint pain or, you know, when I came to you... Because uh, I, I meal prep on my own. I Obviously, I'm a trainer. I know how to cook. I know how what to cook. But life gets in the way. And, you know, going back to people that eat out all the time, that's not quality of life. I, I, I even had a client yesterday say to me, I was talking to him, and he's like, Gabby, your, your workouts are really hard. Your workouts are really hard. He's like, realistically, what do I have to do? You know, I like McDonald's. I eat McDonald's every day. But realistically, what do I have to do to lose weight? I'm like, stop eating McDonald's every day. Well, that's not realistic. I'm like, no, but it is. Like, you know, it's a choice you make to live better, to feel better. And, you know, even getting meal preps for me, even if I only, because I was only doing, you know, two meals a day, for me, that helps out tremendously because it frees up time for me to do something else. But at the same time, I can also cook those meals as well, and it still frees up time. I spend a little bit of time here or a little bit of money here to make the rest of my life easier and better, right? Yeah, and it goes back to the same concept. So, like, it's kind of like an uphill battle sometimes because 
what the food companies have done is they've made these foods taste a certain way that triggers Mm -hmm. the umami in your mouth so Mm -hmm. that you're like, oh, wow, this is delicious. This is the most wonderful thing I've ever had. And so now you're associating emotions with a food experience. And so for for a lot of people, it's almost it's almost addicting. Look at a small child that you give a piece of candy bar to. Yes. They will come back for the next and the next and the next. There there are addicting components, I would say, into modern day sugar. Yes, foods. And so when you start looking at, okay, how how can I eat and be nourished? When you're nourished, food tastes different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I even had this conversation again the other day that, you know, like with a child, you've got, you see these kids that are so picky, they won't eat anything. Well, understandably, you know, a kid's going to tell you no, because that's just what kids do. But if you give them certain things from day one, like I've cut it green beets. Okay. You don't like green beets. Here's an avocado. Okay. You like that like avocado. You're feeding them foods that they should be eating, not chicken nuggets, not, um, you know, French fries. Uh, One of my clients, her son has autism. And for probably the majority of his young life, he would only eat chicken nuggets and French fries because they have, you know, a texture thing with them. Uh, They can, and apparently that's a big thing in autism from what she tells Mm -hmm. me, that most autistic children eat chicken nuggets and fries because it's that feeling. And she said, we worked on it every single day to feed him real food because I did not want my son eating chicken nuggets and French fries every day, you know, and now he eats everything and he'll eat healthy and he'll try anything, which is huge. So it's that your taste buds change your like giving up sugar. Let's say you stop eating sugar or stop drinking soda and you do that for I don't know, a week, two weeks, you go back to that soda and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, that's so sweet because your body has adjusted to not having it. And it's and a lot of people associate the concept of sugar with just soda or just bread or just pasta. Right. And uh, sometimes we don't understand that the brown rice is sugar. The beans are sugar. That tortilla is sugar that bread is sugar (laughs) yes and then you start thinking about the fact that you are constantly living in an inflamed state because when you think about your what happens when you have sugar in your bloodstream right your body circulates that sugar your pancreas eliminates insulin your cells are supposed to absorb it there comes a point in time when you have so much sugar in your bloodstream your cells are like, you know what? I'm done. Can't even process. Don't, don't give me any more Mm -hmm. insulin. I don't want to work with this. And now you're a diabetic. Right. Absolutely. And so when, when you start thinking about the right way to live life, your sugar tank is very small. Imagine that you have two fuel tanks in your body. You have your tank that can run forever and you have your jet rocket just fuel right (laughs) you're just gonna burn through it in like a very short time that's what sugar is your glycogen deposits so when you think about that and you associate that with food your body's always going to go through sugar first because that's the easiest way for your cells to get energy path of resistance for your body to get energy but if you 
if your body has no sugar and it has fat because now your body's fat adapted, it can run for days. Yeah. For days. Right. And you're burning those what you would call the excess weight off your skin, but it's not it's really we live in a society where we're overnourished and we don't even realize it. They're throwing food at you in every single direction. Sometimes you're eating and you're not even hungry. Mm-hmm. Most times. Yeah. Most people eat and they're not hungry. And then when you do eat, when you do get hungry, the quality of the foods that you're choosing mm-hmm. aren't serving your long-term purpose. Right. So our goal is to eliminate that. We create food that tastes delicious but also nourishes you. We help kind of facilitate your need for naughty foods by kind of making healthy naughty sometimes to make it palatable and delicious and presentable so you don't, you know, have food envy from the guy eating pizza next to you. Um, So we we try. Uh, You will always have food envy from the guy eating pizza next to you. (laughs) It's it's just a thing. (laughs) But, you know, the... The goal is that if you're if you are properly nourished, it'll be easier for you to resist those things right. because you'll you'll start understanding how you feel after you eat them when you've been away from them long enough. And you're craving those good foods rather than pizza, burgers, french fries, chicken nuggets. There's you what you want. I know there's one meal that I got. I think it was like a cauliflower rice jambalaya or something. Yes. I, I don't even know what's in it, but it was so good. I was like, what is this? This I And I had to split it in half because it was such a large meal for me. Oh. So I ate it in two meals. Uh, but it was so good. It had, you know, sausage and shrimp and I think chicken and some sauce. What was that? What's yes, in that sauce? It was um, our chef made the sauce. It was a saffron sauce. That's why I loved it. Saffron's my favorite spice. Yes. Because it it's the most expensive one. Yes. <laughs> it makes sense now. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it, you you want these foods. I was like, I'm so hungry. Or I'm so, I'm not hungry, but this is so good. But I'm going to spread it out over two meals because I just can't eat it all. And when you think about it, you don't have that same level of restraint when you're eating something that's not good for you. And why would that be? Exactly. <laughs> the sugars. And so that's when you start realizing portion control does matter. Mm-hmm. And you do have portion control if you're eating the right type of right. food combo. Because you get fuller faster. Yes. Right. But you're eating the right things. You're eating your proteins, your healthy carbs with fiber. By the time you want to get to your next carb, there's not sugar circulating through your blood. Your body actually has that, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm full. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the goal of prepping for customers is sometimes we don't realize that our body does have those thresholds because for so long we've allowed our body to do what it wants. But when you decide I'm the pilot, I'm navigating this ship, this is the direction I need my health to go in. Therefore, these food goals have to align with my long-term longevity and quality of life goal. Right. Then that's where our service just kind of takes you to the next level because we take the thinking out of it. When I tell you that a lot of your foods would contain items that you would probably not think of, and then you're like, wow, I feel great. What's going on? I have all this energy. It's a byproduct of the way the food is prepared and the ingredients that go into it to make sure you feel that way. So I found you because a friend of mine was really ill. Um, She, I can't remember what 
autoimmune disease she had, but she had something and it was causing her to go blind, I believe. And so she used you for every meal for about four months. Uh, and it cured her. I mean, she lost, I think, 20, 25 pounds and felt feels great now. And she eats, not that she ate terrible before, but now she eats very anti-inflammatory. Everything she eats is on the AIP. So she's learned to eat these things. I think she said uh, there was one meal that she makes all the time, like a turkey, ground turkey something. I can't remember. But I, I, I found, you know, that's why I came to you because I have Hashimoto's. So I've been dealing with that for, God, since January of 2013. So almost five years now. And I go between gluten-free and not gluten-free and anti-inflammatory and not. And I can tell in my body when it's like enough. I've had enough of you. Stop doing this to me. And you get that brain fog and, you know, my thyroid or my uh, antibody levels will increase and my thyroid levels will be off. And eating better, eating this specific way, it really does make a huge difference. Um, I just, I, I love that it's, it makes it so much easier because when I first got diagnosed, it was like, I'm sure when you got cancer, you're like, this is the end of the world. What, you know, and then you're talking to all these different people about all these different things and your mind is spinning and your head is turning and you're thinking, what the hell am I going to do? I have no idea. And you have found a way to treat things naturally. And I think that if we look at the the basic foundation of the modern medication world, most of our medications come from plants anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so if, you, if you're smart enough to understand that there's a way to eat to avoid getting there, you don't have to worry. Don't get me wrong. There's a place and a time for modern medicine. But, Absolutely. Um, there are things that I, I definitely feel are 100% preventable if you live a certain lifestyle. Um, we live in a, in a world where you're stressed all the time. That automatically creates an autoimmune response in your yep. body. You do that long enough, and your body's going to resent you and start manifesting things into diseases. I wholeheartedly believe that chronic stress was a factor in the development of Hashimoto's for me. And then you start looking at okay, nobody teaches you how to breathe. I want you to think about the most basic concept of breathing, right? Yeah. If you think of your diaphragm, you're supposed to expel X amount of CO2 to get your heart rate down so you can focus. We don't move as much as we should as a society. Right. Most, most of the time, we're stressed. We're in a rush. We don't eat well. And then there's a problem with the food supply industry. So when you start looking at the fact that when you do try to help yourself and you go and buy food, now your food is full of stuff that you have no business eating to begin with. So now you're hurting yourself while you're trying to help yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm an advocate for an organic diet. I'm an advocate for an anti And all of your food protocol. is organic. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm an advocate for if you realize that there are things like lectins, like sugars that are causing you an inflammatory response and cut it out. Mm -hmm. And if you cut it out for a long enough time to where you feel like you're at your 100%, the question is, do you want the lectin or do you want to keep feeling at 
And those are the choices where now you say, okay, this is a lifestyle. This isn't a diet. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's where for a lot of us, it's how can I make this taste good? And that's what we do. We try to bring magic into the kitchen in a way where those foods that normally seem boring and unappealing, we can turn them into a beautiful masterpiece. (laughs) Yeah, because so many times people don't stick to something because their thought and idea of eating healthy is grilled chicken, broccoli, brown rice, brown rice, which yes, is fine, but I don't like chicken. (laughs) I hate chicken. I eat it. I don't like it. It's not my, I would rather have fish. I would rather have shrimp. I would rather have shellfish. I would rather have steak, you know, yeah. I, I'll eat chicken, but I don't like it. It's not my favorite. (laughs) And it's funny that you would say that, um, I used to love chicken. Like, I cannot tell you how much I love chicken. Like, chicken and me were, like, in the same sentence. And then over time, you realize that you don't digest things. And if you are, if you listen to your body close enough by the way you feel, then you will know shortly after you ate a meal. If you feel like you're going to fall asleep, that means you spiked your insulin levels through the roof. Your mm-hmm. body's working overtime trying to break down all the sugar that you ate. So some people are like, oh, I'm going to lunch break at noon, but by 2 o'clock they're falling asleep or need 10 cups of coffee. That's a problem. If you wake up in the morning and you're so tired that you can't function without three shots of espresso, you're in adrenal fatigue. <laughs> there are things that... We both have coffee, yes. by the way. <laughs> I know, right? But it's good to yes. understand that. Yes. Um, And so for me, it's just one of those steps where I start listening to like, okay, how am I feeling today? What did I do that contributed to me not feeling that great? I know the margaritas will do it. Yes. And a lot of people don't have that body awareness either. And I think that's because you live in this constant cycle of not feeling well that you think that it, it becomes your norm. For me, before I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I thought this was my norm. My norm was exhaustion. My norm was brain fog. My norm was forgetfulness. And I thought, you know, I would tell my boyfriend all the time, I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. He's like, it's not normal. What? This yeah. is not normal. I'm like, I don't know. It, it's fine. It's not normal. So I think, you know, having the body awareness and the understanding or the will to want to feel better and I think it's also education yeah and it goes back to like what we're doing here in this podcast sometimes you don't realize because nobody's talking about it so you think yes. you're the only person feeling yes. that way absolutely and so you think oh there must be something wrong with me and you don't know that there's all these tools and resources and people out there to help you mm-hmm. because somebody else has felt that way too and they found out hey we don't have to feel this way mm-hmm. And I think that that it goes back to that. It's what, because people don't, I, I, for example, I never got a whole lot of conversation about, oh, if you feel exhausted, try this. Or maybe your diet's off. Or maybe you're not eating this. Like, there's concepts that weren't explained to me until I got into this full time Mm -hmm. that I think the average person wouldn't easily find those resources either, you know? And, and I don't think you find those resources until you have a life-changing experience like cancer or like developing an autoimmune disease or, or whatever ailment or happens to you. You don't, you haven't experienced it, so you don't find those resources. Correct. You don't know 
that there is something wrong or that there is something out there to help you feel better. So that's why I wanted to bring you on because I wanted people to know that there, you know, diet does play a huge role and it doesn't have to suck. Diets don't have to suck. And diet is actually what you eat. It is not what the thought of a diet is, is, you know, restriction and cutting out foods and doing this and doing that. It's, it is actually what you eat on a regular basis is your diet. So eating healthy doesn't have to be chicken and rice. Absolutely. And broccoli. <laughs> Correct. And that's a really cool thing with us. Like we offer pescatarian diets for people that only eat seafood. We offer vegan diets um, and we can make all of our protocols accommodate to different palates, which helps, I think, significantly when you're trying to figure out, okay, I don't eat meat, but my husband does. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And so we try to figure out, okay, if you have an autoimmune disorder, do you want something taking more than 12 hours to digest in your stomach? And yeah. if the answer is no, then okay, let's find something easier to digest and help you feel better. And why, can you explain why you would not want something taking more than 12 hours to digest? So this is my thought process behind um, not feeling well and eating intuitively is you want to feel light. Feeling light is a byproduct of your body knowing like, okay, I can break this down easily and then I can get back to work on the things that are important, like repairing you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We go through periods of time where we're not really hungry, but we eat out of habit. Right. So I'll give you an example. You wake up in the morning. Are you really hungry? Are you the person that goes for a cup of coffee? Or are you the person that goes for a full-blown breakfast? Are you truly hungry when you break your fast in the morning? I'm starving every morning. (laughs) And then it goes back to that. So... For example, for me, I'm never hungry in the mornings, but sometimes out of habit, because it was always presented to me to eat breakfast in the morning, I think that I need to eat breakfast in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I, I started doing what I called um, fasting, intermittent fasting. So I eat between the hours of noon and six, and then I don't eat any other times after that. Your body cannot be digesting food all the time if you want your body to repair itself. Your body's not going to multitask like you. That's not its job. Yes, it can keep you breathing, your heart beating, blood circulating. But when you're asking your body to do things, like, for example, you're sick, I want my body to feel better. You can't overload your body. That's like having a secretary that has no time to do all your tasks and you keep <laughs> throwing tasks at her. That She has to prioritize what's important. Right. And if what's important for you is for your secretary to finish a deadline by the end of business day, then you have to eliminate the distractions, i.e. the food, Mm -hmm. so that your body can start doing other things that are not related to digesting food. Right. And the sooner you understand that when you're sick, then you're like, okay, how can I adapt my body to do a full-blown repair? Mm -hmm. And that's what worked for me, I believe, during that time. And I've learned that there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. We're just overexposed to food. There is no period of famine. There is no... You're not going to die. You're not going to wither into nothing. But your body does not know that. Correct. Right. But your mind is strong, too. Yes. And I I think that that also has to do with body awareness as well, because for some people, intermittent fasting does not work. Uh, I know for myself, if I don't eat for a period of time, my blood sugar drops dramatically and I get sick. And But that's just how my body reacts. So for, for someone that 
knows that, you know, I may not necessarily eat a full-blown breakfast, but I'll have, you know, turkey bacon and avocado Mm -hmm. and some vegetables or um, my coffee and an apple and some kind of nut butter or something, you know, something to get me just to burn enough to feel okay until I eat a larger meal. So I think, you know, fasting definitely has a time and a place. I think it definitely works for people and for a certain population of people. But again, that's something you have to be aware of within yourself and know, you know, one of the previous podcasts we talked, uh, one of my clients talked about um, how many different diets he had tried over the course of, you know, 30 months how long it took him to find one that actually worked for him. Because our bodies are all very different and you have to find what works for you, what makes you feel the best. But that being said, what usually works is lots of vegetables, fruits, low, not super high protein, but you know, moderate protein um, and just having a balanced diet. And I think that going back to your comment about how your body works, so over the years as we've done this, we found that everybody has a different metabolic function. We've actually partnered up with a company called Sparks um, Industries or Sparks Metabolic Testing. It's, um, It's a local company. And one of the cool things that they do is they put your body through a process of figuring out, okay, how much is, how much energy do you spend when you're resting? How much energy do you spend when you're active? How do we figure out what you're using as a primary source of fuel okay. when you start yeah. eating? And then they say, hey, Fran, this person tested for this, and I need their macros to be this. Yeah, that's And then fantastic. you're able to have a fully customized program which I think when you're trying when you're trying to create custom diets, the best way to execute that is through blood work, through something like having Anna possibly test you, and then getting a nutrient density test. And now we start saying, okay, this is why this is what you're not absorbing, so this is probably why you're feeling this way. Mm-hmm. This is how you're using energy on a daily basis, and this is your go-to for your body in terms of energy expenditure so now you're like oh wow I'm carb adapted friend that's why my sugar drops this is why I don't feel like in the mornings I, I can do anything without that cup of coffee right yeah. or without that apple and now you start saying okay so I need to my diet needs to look like this X amount of protein X amount of carbs X amount of fats throughout the day um, and then you start transitioning your metabolism to work in a way that makes sense for what your goals are. And that's what we do. So everything is changeable. Everything is changeable. It takes you probably seven days to change the way your body metabolizes energy. That's how fast it happens. That is very fast. But then you have to stay on top of it with your nutrition to get the result. Because just because you change the way it's using energy doesn't mean that... It won't go back. Exactly. (laughs) Because it'll take another seven days. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So going into the new year to 2019, uh, if people are looking to get onto a new healthier lifestyle and need help with the meal prep service, how do they find you? So they can go on our website on www.francekitchenaz, like Arizona.com, 
or they can email us. Um, my email is fran at franskitchenaz.com, and we're more than happy to get them signed up for being a part of your show today. They can mention this and get $35 off their first order. Woo, that is awesome. Okay, yay. I love that. Um, so for anybody looking to get healthier for the new year and just needs help, that's a great kickstart. You know, meal service, meal delivery service is so fantastic because it gets you the motivation you need to continue to lead your healthier lifestyle. So you are here in the Tempe area. Um, how, right. how, you know, what area so do you deliver? So we deliver all over the valley, um, and we deliver Tuesdays and Fridays. We have, um, the, I, I believe that... Um, anywhere between Goodyear, Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, the entire East Valley, um, and, and the major Phoenix metropolitan area. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, I will have all this information on my website, and if you want to contact Fran, I will post that on the show notes so that you have that to be able to contact her and get your discount. So thank you so much for coming on today, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute podcast, Fitness for Real People, with me, your host, Gabby Mazar. If you would like any more information on what we talked about today, you can find it in the show notes, or you can find it on my website, www.healthybodyworksaz.com. Please leave us a review if you like what you hear, or subscribe to our channel on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to. Join us next week to hear more stories about people just like you.